Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? listening to find out because we are all multi-hyphenate beings so join me on the ride it's getting deep before we kick off this episode because i'm super excited for the show today i could literally i cannot even tell you even more i'm just being honest um i want to share a couple brands with you that i am fully just like exuberant about um botanical bones guys if you follow me on Instagram at just being honest KB, you'll see that my little girl Poppy cannot wait to get these in the mail. And if I'm going to just be honest with you, I will be the first to admit that I open up a package of these non-toxic dog treats and I literally am about to put one in my mouth. Yeah, I smell them and I say, I don't have cookies on hand, but if I really, really was in desperate need and I don't even have to be that desperate... I could eat one of these. They have all human-grade ingredients. I'm talking chia, um, all the adaptogens you want to find, like ashwagandha. There's some turmeric in there, astragalus root. Oh, my gosh, peanut butter, all the things. Goodness. So, do you want some superfood for your dogs, especially during, well, it doesn't even have to be a special occasion. I want you to snatch some up today. You can get 10% off with code HONEST10 at Botanical Bones, guys. They believe that all living creatures are at their best when consuming foods that nourish the mind, body, and soul. And I agree. So, guys, these dog treats are made in small batches with healthy and clean ingredients that dogs love. And as I mentioned before, superfoods and adaptogens to promote wellness. So... On me, guys, 10% off Botanical Bones using code HONEST10. But wait, there's more. Um, You know, I loved that episode that we had with Parker Brooks, the founder, the creator of Lovebird Foods. And a little bit about Lovebird Foods. Well, guess what? Grain-free cereal. Not only grain-free cereal, but it's always organic, grain-free, as I mentioned, gluten-free, Dairy-free, non-GMO, there's no refined sugars, no high-potency sweeteners such as stevia, monk fruit, or quote-unquote those natural flavors, and they're free from glyphosate, which is aka Roundup. So you don't have to be spooning up a bowl full of Roundup weed killer to know that um, you're eating really good stuff out there. Love a bird foods using cassava flour, collagen, coconut, coconut oil, and a dash of sea salt. And some of their products even include cinnamon, honey, and a dash of vanilla. So you know that this is pretty much a meal in one. You're not eating a bowl of sugar. You're eating real goodness from the earth. So why don't we have another bowl? And if you want 10% off Lovebird Foods, here we go. Using code HONEST10 at checkout. Your wish is my command. And last but not least for today, but I just recently did this whole episode about branch basics, non-toxic cleaning. 
and I want you guys to get started with their products as well. So you can get a starter kit for 15% off using the code HONEST at checkout. It is my way to help you start tossing the toxins in your house. Because when you toss the toxins, you make a better, healthy, and warm, inviting environment for your family and friends to enjoy. Imagine replacing almost all of the cleaning products in your home with just one product. Now, their starter kit has everything you need for cleaning your home, doing your laundry, and washing your hands and body. So why not get started today? And if you need to know a little bit more about Branch Basics, head on over to that episode. I'll link it in the show notes below. And um, let me know what you think. All right, now on to the show. Guys, guys, I have great news for you. We made it. We made it to episode, can you believe this? Wait for it, wait for it. Episode number 200. Two freaking hundred. Okay, let me just start off by saying thank you. Two things. I've learned so much about recording, producing, and just podcasting in general from the past three, almost four years doing this. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I I couldn't have done it without you guys. You guys have been one of the biggest support systems. I've had many people tell me you're crazy. I've had many people saying like, you're a go-getter, you're a doer. And I've just kept going. One new podcast every single week for you because I care about you. And my mission is to create a community, a wellness workspace, to make cleaner and clear-minded human beings on this place that we call Earth. So, there you have it. That's a show. Talk to you later. I'm just kidding. Um, so, actually, I have been saving this one up for a couple weeks now. I wanted it to be very special, so I'm going to do my best to share my experience. But... You know, when I went to this particular place, this venue, I felt like I was celebrating life. And I felt like I was celebrating where I have come from um, within the past, past paradigm, past mindset, and the shift that I have taken over the years that I've been working on myself and healing myself internally as well as healing, you know, alongside as my clients. But when I visited this particular place, it was a true gift. It was a true gift from, um, I guess you could say the cosmos. (laughs) Yeah. And it was quite an experience. So this whole episode is going to be about my recent experience going to New York City and being able to indulge and just really, really nourish myself and experience 11 Madison Park in New York City. Um, as you, many of you may know, if you've followed me on Instagram at just being honest KB, I took a trip, a long weekend, to New York City for the very first time. And baby, you better believe it was magical to me. Um, a little bit about that. I have been to places like Bangkok, Thailand, Italy, Rome, you know, Peru, Costa Rica. I've been to a lot of places. I've always told I should have gone to New York City. I've lived in downtown LA. But for some reason, 
something was holding me back from New York City. I don't know. I think a little bit inside of me was scared S-H-I-T-less. Um, I don't know if I thought I was going to get mugged. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but something held me back. I think another part that held me back from going to New York City for such a long time is that I felt like I should go at a very special moment in my life. And I think that when I did go, it was a very special moment amongst many things. And I'm getting kind of emotional here, but I think I'm just pretty proud um, at how far I have come in this lifetime and how brave and courageous I have been. And I hope that it's not just me like bragging of any instance, but I hope this, my being vulnerable helps you open up the door and open up your heart to be vulnerable as well. So here we go. Um, Where I've come from. Yeah, so I've been through a couple of battles in my lifetime and I have come out on the other end. I've been so passionate and I am very still passionate about mental health, mental illness amongst ourselves and amongst other people within our lives that have such a dramatic and profound effect upon us. Um, No matter if um, it was for a short-lived moment or a long chapter in our life, a relationship or maybe even a passerby. But uh, many, many, many years ago, I went through a couple of traumatic things in my life. My birthday being 9-11, a friend dying at a very young age, um, traumatic relationships that were very abusive to me, dysfunctional family upbringings. Yeah, so all of it did compile on to me. And I decided back then the only way I knew how to cope with that was to stuff it down inside and not recognize how it felt and not work on it. And you know you've heard it time and time again. Do the work. She's doing the work. He's doing the work. You got to do the work. I am a true believer that in order to create a healthy-minded self, soul, body, mind, and soul, you must do the work. Sounds so cliche. I know. But it's the only way, you know, when you're in the shadow that you're going to be able to go to the light. You won't be able to see the light unless you have some sort of shadow. And I got asked. I got asked, you know, (sighs) if you could go back, would you want to change anything about those instances? Would you want to not have to had suffer, grieve, feel pain in those instances. And wow, naturally, I didn't even have to think about that. I said, no, I believe that when we go through things, they are signs of what we need to blossom into on the other end. Not saying that we need to live a life of suffering. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that everything in life, if you're not living outside of your comfort zone, you're really not living at all. So doing the work is part of living outside of that comfort zone. Reliving painful moments may be living outside of that comfort zone. So without going into too much detail, 
I'll give a little bit more about what I feel like I'm celebrating from, but I think control is one of the biggest things. And I think this goes truly evident amongst many topics, control about a relationship, control about how you're raising your children. Maybe one person agrees on one way, maybe someone agrees on another way. <coughs> control about, um, you know, what time you wake up, your workout routines, a schedule oriented, being very, very in full grasp of that. You know, you know, I love a routine. I love a schedule. But sometimes you have to loosen the grip, okay? Just sometimes you have to surrender to the higher power, source, cosmos, universe, whatever you believe in. And you have to fully trust that those sources, whatever's really new, whatever created you, has your back. So a little bit, a little part, a little nugget about how I thought control was just like the the best thing that I could have in my life. Um, one little nugget about that was perhaps restriction. Restriction amongst many things, okay? When I stuffed those traumatic moments, those emotions deep down inside of me, I held back a lot of things. I held back a lot of health, fluidity, flow, exuberance, excitement, you know, exploration. I almost held back from having fun, from laughter, from love, from trusting in that love, from risking in love. And love can be defined as many different things from many different aspects to many different objects, am I right? But for me, I think I held back from the pain that I went through. I never wanted to feel a loss ever again. So I decided to restrict myself of those things, to hold back, to be in control. Um, and that made me sick. That made me sick in a lot of different ways. And I still feel like I'm recovering from certain things, Certain autoimmunes, I'm sure, will loosen up over the next couple of years. But, you know, a lot of the times, if you are suffering from an autoimmune, if you get flare-ups, if you get dramatic, you know, bodily events that occur, hives, what have you, look back. Just look back 10 years ago and look to see what you were going through at that exact moment. Because... Turns out, sometimes it'll be coming out right here and right now. So when you think that stuffing it down and being in control was the best, best, you know, tool in your toolbox to use at that point, turns out it will meet you eye and straight in the face once again. So you're going to have to deal with it sooner than later or you never know, if anything at all. So here I am facing it once again, over and over again. And I, I remember having a conversation with a great, great girlfriend. And she said, you know, tests keep coming up because they're patterns that we have not learned and we have not accepted to, to work through yet. And so one day, I'm sure it was after 2020, moving into 2021, I decided I surrender. I, 
I surrender. So at that point, I gave myself a little bit more grace amongst many things. And I said, what if, you know, how can I heal universe, God, source, divine cosmos, divine feminine, whatever. How can I live fully in this life? I've got one life to live. How can I live fully? And it's all about the experience. So back on to the magical trip to New York City. Wow. Wow. Let me just say New York City is catered to every person on the existence of this planet. There is literally something for everyone there. I think I mentioned in a couple episodes back that I went and saw Broadway for the very first time. What a gift. I am so grateful for that experience. Hamilton on Broadway is magical, you know? And to just be around a group of people that are so excited for life. They're so excited to be there. They knew this story. I didn't. But I liked it just the same, right? And now I'm just elated and I am just vibrating on the same frequency as they're vibrating on. Yes, right? And so that is just like not the end of it. Walking around that city, seeing the lights, the noise, and it wasn't that loud for some reason. As a highly sensitive person, I thought I was going to be totally and completely overwhelmed. I was not. Oh, baby, you better believe I was just floating on air. So part of this journey was experiencing. Part of this journey was me as a walking intolerant person, as a walking allergy at times, having flare-ups to almost everything foreign that goes into my body. This was a test. Consuming foods that I didn't know who was preparing them, And I didn't know exactly all the ingredients that was going to be in there. I mean, okay. I could have literally named off A to Z everything that I couldn't have. But I had to pick my battles. Okay. What exactly can I not have? Okay. What exactly do I not want to have? You know, me being plant-based. And what do I just want to dive in and try just for kicks and giggles? Because I don't eat like this every single day. I'm not gorging on anything, right? So that was part of my experience. And that was part of my celebration. And with that being said, I'm not going to talk too much about New York in a whole. Because if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It was awesome. I was pretty much in Sex and the City. And I'm not even kidding you. Everywhere that we walked and we went to, around every corner, there was something being um, produced. I'm talking a movie production or a TV show, and it was, yep, you guessed right, Sex in the City. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Carrie Bradshaw, and I'm coming for full circle because, I'm not going to say I'm Carrie Bradshaw, but my life kind of has been lived as Carrie Bradshaw, not on purpose, not intentionally. But I had start, started writing a book maybe 10 years ago when many things happened, started happening in my life. And I've been writing it here and there. And I have been waiting for the day that I can say I know what the ending is going to be so I can wrap it up. 
and I think I have found it. I think I have found the ending. So more to come on that, hopefully someday. Maybe if I publish the book, you'll see. It's my little Sex in the City moment. So anyways, beyond that, getting into a restaurant with a 15,000 person waiting list seemed like a little bit of a challenge, but uh, let me say nothing is too much of a challenge for your girl KB. Um, if I want to make something happen, it's going to happen. So it happened, got into this restaurant, we were on the waiting list, and then we just decided to call, got into 11 Madison Park, and I am hoping, praying, and dreaming that I can have the chef on the show to tell his whole story, his upbringing, and his experience of why he made 11 Madison Park after 2020 occurred, why he reopened it as a fully plant-based restaurant. I'm telling you, (laughs) was amazing. I had to like catch my breath on that for a moment. Could you tell? Anyways, so I'm not used to, as I said before, people literally making every choice in my meal plan, okay? You know how strict I am. You know about the intolerances. You know about all that jazz with the autoimmune. So right now I'm holding basically the whole menu that they printed out for us. And I'm going to post this on Instagram But they gave us these little tins. Can you hear it? Yep. They gave us these cute little tins. And in this little circular position is printed everything that we ate. So here's the cool part. I am type A blood type. I am a primary, primarily a vegetarian. The lovely companion that I went with was type O, meat eater has basically a stomach of steel, can eat anything. All right, so I've met my match, right? Um, so our recipes, excuse me, our menus are slightly different. Mine was gluten-free. And let me say the taste test between us, um, the gluten-free option got higher rating. So I, again, going back, I'm not used to people making menu decisions for myself. I don't like it. I feel out of control. Um, But this was part of my celebration was going with the flow. And baby, it was amazing. We were there from, oh my gosh, how long were we there for? Like four hours. We were there for four hours. It was like the best event. I've never laughed so hard. I've never been in just like, I don't know. I think I left and I was not drinking. I promise you. I left and I literally was saying, we are part of this family. Like, that's what I felt the entire time. I felt part of a family. So more on this. Um, Being part of a family in just something as so simple as a restaurant. And going in there, you had your designated waiters that would come over to you. We had our designated sommelier Brandon Anderson, shout out to you. You were fantastic. I mean, the way that he presented the wine, different wines for different dishes. I mean, what a knowledge. What a piece of knowledge that man is. 
So hope to come back. Hope you're our sommelier again. Travis, you are a great waiter. All the people that came and helped out, amazing. So that being said, feeling a part of a family, feeling like it was so seen, recognized, heard, you know, this restaurant was so accommodating. I could have been having a conversation and off to the side and then gotten up and the waiter was literally waiting at our table saying, did I hear you said you couldn't have blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah, you know, trying not to be in a pain in the ASS. But I was just like, yes. And so, of course, the next dish that came out did not have that. But I'm going to post all of, actually, I'm probably going to do a blog write-up on this because they have so many beautiful photos. But 10 courses, small plates, this is exactly how we should be eating in this world. I'm a true believer that there's so much food waste in this world. People shopping at, yes, I'm going to say it, Costco and Sam's Club. I'm not endorsing them. I am, you better believe I'm not endorsing them. But there's so much food waste out there in the world. People buy so many items. It sits in their house. Then they end up eating out anyways. And then they just let it rot. And then they, what? They throw it away. They don't even put it in a compost bin, for God's sakes. Um, So more on that, you know, I'm just going to get on a little mm, platform here, but mm, I'm just being honest, right? So did you know that food waste is one of the top, top, top producers in methane gas and why we have climate change happening? Just one of the things, right? So think about that the next time you put your fork in your mouth. Are you really enjoying every single bite? Are you really savoring the moment? That goes back to this whole experience with 11 Madison Bark. So every plate was made basically like a simple form of art, right? So first course, oh my gosh. Well, actually the first first course to kind of like get us started, it was like rev your engines, baby, was this beautiful, beautiful mushroom broth with steeping in it was rosemary and pine wrapped in like lemongrass are you kidding me something so simple as a mushroom broth like I wanted I could have I could have had a gallon that of that but alas going back to the food waste this is my theory if you have a little taster of all these things it compiles into one large meal right But if you have a little bit of taste of everything, you're not quite overindulging in any one item. Therefore, you don't have the diminishing returns effect, right? Or you eat a giant piece of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory and you're like, what am I even eating? A sock now? You know? So anyways, (coughs) that was amazing. Um, Then we move into the mushroom. So most of the pieces, they're all in season. So we had a lot of mushrooms, a lot of beets, a lot of um, just seasonal autumn items. Can't wait to go back in spring and try their spring menu. Everything changes. So moving on to the next course of the mushroom with, there was, you know, the mushroom tea and then the tart and then the salad and then the daikon with that salad. Oh my gosh, phenomenal. Again, I'm going to have pictures on all these because you're probably like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But um, 
I'm going to say these items pretty quickly because you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But we had, you know, the next course, which was the Matsutake with rice porridge with pine and that ginger again. Then we moved on to the golden beets with perilla and grapefruit. Then the tanbori with squash and sumac. I think that was literally my favorite. We had the kochia seeds on top of it, which was a Japanese seed. It looks like caviar. Oh my gosh, this was like, I, I'm going to remake this. I promise I'm going to remake this and I will put it out on the blog. It was bliss. I mean, I've never been so obsessed than this season with squash. I don't know what has gotten into me. Rejoice. Am I right? Then we moved on to the kohlrabi dish, which is a root vegetable. Kind of tastes like um, a thick celery root. Um, but that had sesame tofu with hazelnut and truffle. What? Okay, let me tell you about their whole experience with the sesame tofu. So during lockdown in 2020, they actually told us how they've removed all the tables from the center of the restaurant. And each morning, they would all, many of them, came in and they would get on their hands and knees on the floor and actually, like, grind up in a giant bowl the sesame seeds. Like, what? And they'd grind them up. So I'm still coughing, guys. Can you tell? I'm, like, still recovering from this trip. Whew. They would grind them up so finely into this little powder and then create the tofu out of the sesame. It was so flamboyant and so just, like, smooth I cannot even tell you it was not chunky like a normal soybean tofu so if you can never get your hands on a real legitimate sesame tofu do it please okay moving on to as I mentioned before something of the name of celery root am I right so we had celery root with swiss chard and chili now when I read back upon these I can't remember what they exactly looked like but when I look back on my pictures, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's totally it. I mean, phenomenal. And then we move on to the cabbage with pistachio and fermented mint. Did you ever think you could ferment a mint? Well, I guess you can. Well, where there's a will, there's a way, right? And then getting towards the end, the pear with sarsaparilla, then ending up with grape with coconut kofifi. I don't even know if I said that right. Kofi? Kofifi? You know what I'm talking about? I don't even know what that is. I'm going to have to look that up later. And then we ended up with a sesame chocolate pretzel. Oh my gosh. And I said that really, really, really fast. But again, guys, we were there for four hours. And they would just make it a whole experience. You'd finish one dish. You would have this look of like, oh my gosh, like umami, like, I love this. Can I have more? And then they would take it away, right? And then they bring the next dish and they would present it to you. They would like crack open this little beehive looking thing and out pops the dish or whatever. And it was a whole experience. And let me tell you, the ambiance was everything, everything. You could not hear what was going on at someone else's table. You were in your own zone, your own just like atmosphere of like pleasurable love. And the best part about this whole experience that makes me a little bit more emotional is that, you know, 
there's a lot of poverty out there. There's a lot of homelessness out there. There's a lot of starving people and starving their countries. And, you know, I was eating at a restaurant that many people don't get the experience to ever eat at. I feel truly grateful, truly privileged to be, have been able to do that. I know. I know this very, very well. And one of the things that makes me so excited to have been able to experience that is that I get to share my experience your way. And I get to share my experience that eating well does well for other people. Because when I ate a meal at this restaurant, every meal purchased, they gave five meals for absolutely free to someone in need. So let that be... like fruit for the soul, food, true food for thought, right? What am I talking about here? So remember, it's kind of going back to that thing. What you decide to put your money into, every dollar that you spend out there in the world, whether it's a farmer's market or your local organic grocery store, you're voting right then and there. Whether it's paying for a, you know, very expensive high-class restaurant You're voting right there, that you want to support that type of living, that you want to support plant-based initiatives, that you want to support the environment, helping save the climate change, helping with poverty, right? That is the industry that you want to support by voting with your dollar, okay? So let that be food for thought as well. You know how passionate I am about this. You know how passionate I am about supporting these businesses, these chefs that are trying to make a difference out there. I'm not trying to support fast food chains that are just trying to make a dollar for their higher level employees, okay? I know everyone has to work, but I also know that the power of greed does a lot of damage to our earth and to our people here on this earth. So with that being said, this is a short and sweet little episode we're moving on fast in the year, into the year 2022. I have a lot of amazing guests on the show for you. I have a lot of amazing projects on my plate that I cannot wait to share with you guys. Again, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting me, for supporting this platform of just being honest. It makes me just so elated each and every week to come on the mic. I'm telling you. I really don't get paid a lot for doing this. I do it because I'm truly passionate and my mission is to create a wellness workspace, to create a community that is clear and consciousness. You know, I want to enliven you, waken your souls, waken your senses, and I want to, in the end of the day, heal your body, mind, and soul, okay? So without further ado, guys, it's been an honor. It's been an absolute pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao. Thanks for tuning in.